Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to The Ace, Alex Cardinal Entertainment Network, with your host, the crazy Alex Cardinal, from Springfield, Massachusetts. You can expect the unexpected on The Ace Network. Now, on to today's show. You are listening to Aquatic Wetline Live from Ace Network. The Aquatic Wetline is the first and original aquarium-keeping podcast that specifically focuses on freshwater fish, and it will continue to focus on freshwater fish. The Aquatic Wetline will discuss everything freshwater from Oscar cichlids and other South and Central America cichlids to catfish, tetras, barbs, and more. Plus, we will also chat saltwater and reptiles. You can expect nothing but the best on Aquatic Wetline. Now let's dive deep into the fish tank and see what our fishy friends have to say tonight. Now, from Ace Network Studios, here is your host, the monster fish lover himself, Oscar Alex Cardinelli. The Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Akari Sales USA, School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatics. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio-Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquaalex. Now, Aqua Alex, take it away. Fishman 
Jeff. So let's welcome our co-host slash master 1989 or the man they call Jeff. So how are you doing today, Jeff? And thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. I'm ready to have some fun with our guest tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Now, our guest is J.C. Fishman from YouTube. He's got a brand-new YouTube channel that has some good videos. So I hope all of our listeners will take the time out to check out J.C. Fishman on YouTube. So tonight, our guest is none other than J.C. Fishman. Welcome to the show, J.C. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing great. I'm happy to have you on the Aquatic Wetline, and I'm glad you made it. Yeah, storming over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how long have you been in the fish-keeping hobby? Uh, it's only about a year now. Nice. That's not bad. So what are some of your favorite fish in the hobby? Um. Definitely uh, Oscars, some uh, Afghans, and uh, definitely my jewels, you know. Nice. So, Jeff, do you have any questions you'd like to ask? Yeah, sure. So, well, let's get into the jewels real quick. What's it take, and how do you breed jewels sickly? Um, basically, you just put them in water. <laughs> the rest they do on their own. That's the best part about them. They're pretty much about the easy, one of the easiest fish to breed, but I don't know. Basically, they just do their thing. I just feed them and do water changes. Like, is there a special water quality of food to feed to make breeding happen or temperature or something well, yeah, like you, that? You need to have clear water and you need, you know, no ammonia or nitrate and stuff like that. Just like your normal fish keeping kind of stuff. And then they'll just breed away. Every two weeks, they'll lay a new batch of eggs. I have two pairs, and they breed every week between the pairs, so I always have a batch of fry going. That's awesome, and I know you just started a website, so would you like to explain a little bit about it, what you're going to be selling and doing? Yeah, my website is uh, basically my online store for my fish because I was sick and tired of having to wait for funds through PayPal via eBay because when you would sell something you won't get your money for 31 days and you know if you're going to be shipping out $50 worth of fish and spending you know another $45 on shipping you're you're really spending your own money and sitting and waiting around for for your money to come through so I might as well just make my own website where I can get the money directly and ship the fish out right then and there instead of having to wait to ship out fish 30 days oh that's awesome so Alex I'll pass the torch over to you Okay, sounds good. So, uh, how many fish tanks do you have up right now, JC? What are you keeping in them? Well, right now, my current house, I have one, two, three, four. I have four up, and I got uh, my 125 assorted African sacred tank, and then I've got my 55 with the divided tank, which is my two, my two uh, red jewel cichlid breeding pairs, and then I've got the 10-gallon tank with my fry in it, and then I've got another 10-gallon tank that's now become a planted tank with some uh, cherry shrimp and ghost shrimp. Nice. That's pretty cool. So so uh, I heard you got a 500-gallon aquarium, right? 
yeah, I'm in the process of setting that up at, at my at my house of uh, salt water with uh, going to be a 120 gallon sump mixed refugium with uh, like a whole crap ton of Kato Mosa. Man, that 500 right. gallons a big tank. What's the dimensions on that thing? Um, it's uh, 10 feet long by two feet wide and uh, I think two feet tall. Something like that. I haven't really measured it out. I know it's 10 feet long. Nice. That's pretty cool. Let's see a monster tank. It's going to cost you a lot on your water bill. Yeah, that's all the electric bill is what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, so what do you like water, about the African cichlids? The Africans, it's the personality. So right now when I go up to feed them, they're all hordes towards the top of the tank. Like, you know, I'm starving. Feed me. I haven't been fed in like a month or something. And it's just cool. They're like like dogs. You know, when you feed them, they they all come up, they say hi, and then they, they eat and they go back down and do their thing. Cool. Uh, Jeff, do you have any more questions like that? Yeah, speaking about the, like, dogs, my Austin's are like dogs you could feed them once in the morning, a, a big meal, and then you go in the bed right when you enter the room. They're at the front of the tank thinking you're going to feed them again. Yeah, that's how my fish are. And I recently and I just, just got a – I recently just picked up a baby. It's like the size of a quarter red Oscar yesterday. You did? Yeah, and Are I'll you tell you what. going to keep this one? I have all mine. Gotcha. I got a new tank, so I'm not getting rid of nothing. Oh, you did? What size tank you get? It's a 240. Gotcha. Alex seen the picture. <laughs> yeah, there, it looks how's awesome. That, uh, how's that 125 going for you, Oscar? I haven't got it yet. I'm actually getting it this Wednesday, so I can't wait for that. Yeah, sounds like it'll be nice. Your, uh, your Oscar and, and your Severums will have some nice swimming room. Yeah, yeah so... I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So JC, how did awesome you get? Watch. Oh, sorry. How did you get into the hobby? Um, with um, one of my neighbors gave me a little ten-gallon fish tank, and I overstocked it with about everything I could buy at the pet store with every little dime I had. Talking Oscars and Jack Dempsey's and uh, Black Knights and all this other stuff into a little ten-gallon tank. Yeah, I did something similar to that. When I first started into the hobby, I went to Walmart and picked up like a two-gallon tank and put ball of sharks in it with no heater. <laughs> yeah, we always make our mistakes. I think that's how most of us get into it. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on the fancy plecos like the L027 and the L47 and stuff like that? Personally, I don't keep the the more you know, rare placos. I just I just have common placos because that's what I can get, and uh, they seem to do well. But I would love to have those rare, you know, fancy looking placos instead of just some black placos with some spots on them. That's awesome. And when you get your five, oh yeah, you're going salt water. I was going to say that 500 gallon would look awesome. With a lot of Oscars and some Miley Shumbaki in there, and 
all that. That would look sweet with the big piece of driftwood in the middle. Yeah, but actually I'm setting up a 240 as an Oscar tank at my uh, store at the new house. Thinking about getting two Oscars and a big old piece of driftwood and maybe some, some of those more fancy Playcos. Yeah, that would be cool. Alex Alex just actually ordered the one of the coolest shipments of Plecos I've ever seen, and I think he's crazy because he spent, like, over 200 bucks on them. Yeah, yeah they get cool. expensive real quick. <laughs> okay, so if any of our live listeners have any fish questions for our guest or our wonderful co-host Jeff or myself, please go ahead and call in. At one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So I know you love uh, clown roaches, right, JC? I'm sorry. I said you like clown, clown roaches, roaches, right? Yes. Yes. I know. I know you have uh, one, yeah. but I know they're supposed to be in a in a school. So, do you plan on getting some more clown roaches? Yes, actually, my LFS just ordered me on their next shipment, which comes in this Thursday, six um, full-grown clown loaches, which I'm going to put in with that other clown loach. So I will have a school of seven of them. Awesome. That sounds pretty cool. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So what are your plans on the pH difference? How are you going to work that out? Um, I guess just uh, I'm going to slowly drip acclimate them to the pH. My pH is kind of high, but it's kind of low for the Africans, but it's, it's on the higher side to what the clown moaches will like. So it's somewhere where they can both compromise. Because I know the clown moaches need a 6.5 to 7.0, and most African cichlids need like a 7.8 to 8.0. Yeah, right. Before I had the clown loach, it was about an 8.0. Um, and now I pH down to about a 7.5. And the, the Africans seem to do, be doing perfectly fine and they're healthy and everything. And the clown loach seems to be active. He's, you know, he's moving around a lot more. He comes out with the Africans at feeding time now and he's more active now. He doesn't just sit in that cave all the time. Awesome. So, what's your thoughts on hybrids, glowfish, stuff like that? Um, I hate them. <laughs> There's really no other way to put it. To me, I see it as um, just a way for a company to to make you know fake fish so that they can get more money off of something that would usually sell for a dollar, but then they put some coloring in it. They turn around, they sell it for nine, ten dollars a piece. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. But, I mean, some of the, uh, like, the flower horns, I, I love those fish. They're, they're cool. Um, they get huge, and they look pretty nice. But then there's some of the, you know, not, like, the uh, glow fish that you put a black light on your tank and they glow in the dark. Like, that's. No, if, you, if you're a real fish keeper, you don't like those fish because you know what they do to them. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got a good question for you. What are your thoughts on people using things like guppies and dinios as feeder fish? <laughs> um, well, I know you love feeder fish and, um, you know, a little microscopic fish that you can't see unless you get a microscope. But um, I I think there is, you know, it's a good thing because, you know, especially if you have wild-caught fish or something like that, you're not used to eating flake food, pellet food, all that other stuff. But then you get, um, you have the risk of getting parasites from those fish and with your fish eating them. I feed my Africans uh, ghost shrimp. And I think that's the way to go. You know, shrimp, you know, they're cheap. You're not getting a lot of crap into your tank when they kill them and stuff. And they seem to like them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, brine shrimp and ghost shrimp are, are awesome to feed uh, fish. Yeah, they are, and, uh, and they're definitely a lot cleaner than uh, the regular fish that you would uh, feed, like the Danios and the Mollies or whatever you would feed. Yeah, that's true. So my next question for you is, what would you tell a beginner entering the fishkeeping hobby? What should a beginner know about entering the fishkeeping hobby? Well, they should know not to listen to anything they're told at PetSmart or any of the other big stores. And then definitely to uh, try to find the biggest tank they can find when they're going to start out because eventually you're just going to want to upgrade your tank later on down the road, and this is going to be another expense. So if you start off with the biggest tank you can find, then you won't have to worry about upgrading you know, later on down the line when your fish gets too big. And then my thing is the best fish food you can find. But you're going to you're gonna get what you pay for with fish food. You know, like Hikari and stuff like that. You, you get what you pay for. You might pay for $15 for a big old thing of fish food, but you know your fish are getting good food. Yes, that's very true. Some awesome advice for, for beginners. Now, uh, Jeff, do you have any more questions? Yeah, so most of your Africans are like Lake Malawi, right? Yeah, they are all Lake Malawi besides that one little front toes I have. And I've read actually at Go actually ahead, at the new house I have um the breeding pairs of front toes. And they're the front toes of blues. Um and actually uh, I have the uh Jack Dempsey breeding pairs now and the uh Fred Fingiophagus and the um I'm trying to get a pair of clown loaches, even though they're never bred in the aquarium. Yeah, no, I know bloodworms are safe for most cichlids, but not most Malawi cichlids. They're believed to, like, contribute factor of bloat. Yes, they are, and that's why I typically only feed them a cube of bloodworms, you know, as a treat, you know, two to three times a week, because it is something that gets them big faster, but... I do also treat them for bacteria that they don't have, um, just just in case anything ever does happen and I can't detect it. Um, I do dose, you know, regularly for bacteria and you know just to keep my water parameters correct. Awesome. And and the bloat thing, I think is when people feed their their Africans two to three times a day on bloodworms, and then they don't feed them any alternative food. I do pellets. From New Life Spectrum, I do Cobalt Aquatics, I do Hikari, and then I do Brine Shrimp and uh, Cichlid Cubes. They like Cichlid Cubes, 
they're they're pigs. They'll eat anything, basically. Yeah. It's just so like I your know, Oscars, I bet. Yeah, so I know frontoses are like deep water fish, and they rarely feed on the surface to so they don't get air when they try to go up and eat. Because I've heard that can yeah. cause some problems. Um, I do feed them sinking pellets. I feed them, uh, believe it, I believe it is Hikari sinking pellet. Uh, liquid food. I think it's sinking. Thanks, because the second you put it in the tank, it's gone. But other than that, I would definitely not feed them any any floating food. That's good. And then I did get a custom background made for them by Texas Holy Rock so that they have that deep water, you know, kind of feel to it. And the lights aren't that bright as well. Nice. That's pretty cool. So my next question for you is, what fish do you recommend for beginners to keep in the hobby? Well, I recommend when you're starting out, to get something that won't be, you know, that's not, when you go to PetSmart and it says advanced, you shouldn't get it. You should get, you know, beginner fish like some mollies and something, you know, where you can learn about the, the water cycle and, you know, fish, how they act and, you know, how to treat your tank and how to take care of it before you really worry about getting all these big expensive fish that you might kill. Very well said. I couldn't have said that much better myself, so you put that very uh, very well. Now, uh, what are some of your favorite fish in the hobby besides African cichlids? Well, not in a freshwater hobby per se. They're more in the saltwater hobby. Um, I love, you know, saltwater fish. The, the amount of color you can get from them is ridiculous, you know. It's like having a, a picture in your, in your living room. You got all these clownfish and, you know, these tangs and all this coral that just moves in the water is ridiculous. Very nice. Yeah, saltwater fish are uh, are pretty interesting. So tell all of our listeners how you got into saltwater. I got into saltwater over the, the last summer. Um, I was just thinking tired of looking at the same old, you know, little little Afghans and little um, little fish I did have. And then I got into the saltwater, so I picked up this 125 over the summer, and I set up a reef, and, you know, that's when I got my first, you know, uh, full-time job, and it was just so hard to keep it up that I basically everything died besides the fish, and I just turned back to freshwater. Nice. So do you still have a saltwater tank now or no? Um, I do not currently, but I do have one up and running at the new house. And hopefully that that works out for me. That's not the 500 beast. That's a uh, it's another 240. Uh, it's gonna be my quarantine tank. Nice. That's pretty cool. Now, uh, uh, Jeff, do you have any more questions? Yeah. So speaking of, you got a pair of Jack Dempsey's. Where the Jack Dempsey's are native to where? To Florida. No, where the Jack Dempsey? What rivers are they? Or where are they native to? Like, where do they come from? I believe they're Amazon, right? I think they're... No, they're actually from uh, Central America. Yeah, like Mexico and Honduras, right? Yeah. 
I never it's knew that. Like, I thought they were another uh, South American cichlid. Yeah, from like Mexico and Honduras, and they're found in like slow-moving waters, like canals and stuff like that. Well, I never knew that, but I was never big into Jack Dempsey's. I just saw this pair at my LFS. They were asking $30 for them, this breeding pair. I was like, they're they're nice fish. And I'm pretty sure if I can keep, you know, all these other fish alive, I'm pretty sure I can deal with uh, Jack Dempsey's. And if I ever needed any help, I could just go to, you know, Alex and just be like, hey, help me out with these fish. Yeah, they're found in, like, muddy canals, drainage ditches, and swamps. I never knew that. Just like how you, I never knew that you could find wild caught oscars in uh, Florida. So that's just like yeah, it's pretty cool. Basically, you could Jack Dempsey's probably one of the most hardiest cichlids, in my opinion. What do you think about that, Alex? Yeah, I'd have to say that you're probably right about that. Jack Dempsey's are one of the hardiest cichlids in the world, in my opinion. It takes a lot to kill a Jack Dempsey, in my opinion. So I do agree with your assumption. I I think Jack Dempsey's are one of the hardiest cichlids in the world. Other than the firemouth and convict, because I had a power outage once for like a week and a half, and the convict and firemouth were all fine. Yeah, convicts are a dime a dozen, though. They breed a lot, so they are they have to be hardy because they're always in the breeding mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't really need to do anything special with them. They're just like the uh, jewels. You need water in a, in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, what do you? So what are your kind of water parameters in your African cichlid thing? Um, basically, it's just sit in a seven point five pH, and the rest of it is just, you know, what it should be zero ammonia. Um, it's currently seventy nine point eight degrees. So basically, I would give it, you know, 79. And, yeah, it's basically, you know, it's exactly how it's supposed to be. And there's no uh, ammonia, no... Or I like having, you know, a little nitrite, but I filter what I can, and I'm planning on getting uh, Penguin BioWheel 350 to... Substitute with the thump as well. Yeah. But basically, African cichlids, they just need that warm temperature. They need warm temperature. pH. Yeah, the, what I've noticed is like, I like the African cichlids, but I just don't like the whole overstocking. Yeah. Mine's not truly overstocked, um, but one thing is when you when the temperature is higher, the aggression gets lower. And the lower the temperature is, the higher the amount of the aggression. So you like to keep your African tank, you know, at you know, a good seventy nine, eighty, eighty two degrees. Basically whatever whatever the highest temperature you can get up to. My heater's only running at about half right now. So if the aggression gets any worse I could just, you know, separate the fish or Simply just raise the temperature up two degrees, and I would be fine. Yeah, I went with, on my test. I went with what Alex said. I bet Alex will think my tests are pretty good. In my Oscar tanks right now. I have two Oscars in my seventy-five. Then the ammonia zero, the nitrite zero, and the nitrate's like 
10 ppm. Yeah, that sounds pretty good for an Oscar tank. And I got like seven, my tank stays at like 78 degrees. I'm running two 75 gallon hang on the backs and one SD International canopy. Now, how do you like those? Because I'm, I just recently was got sponsored by SD International. That's awesome. They listen to the show. They do. It's nice. I don't yes. have to link it for them. They can just come and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just got sponsored by SC International as well. Uh, SC International, one of our newest sponsors for the Aquatic Wetline and the Yates Network. That's pretty cool. Yes, they are, and they, you know, even with the low amount of subs that I do have, they like the, the amount of views and the, the good content that we push out. Nice. That's pretty cool. So I do like the fact that they cater to us with the smaller channels rather than just the people with, you know, 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, pretty awesome thing for them to do as well. I agree with you on that. Yeah, very few companies. So what are five fish you would not recommend for a beginner? I'd have to go with Red Tail Cat, Paku, Florida Gar, Neon Tetra, yeah, um, yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. And as well as all those fish, I would say anything that's wild caught, anything wild caught, a beginner does not need because you need to learn how they act. Wild caught fish are just a lot more difficult because they're used to living in in the wild and they're not used to being in this little rectangle tank and it's just the best for them to be with somebody that knows what they're doing. Agree with you on that one. Like, especially when you get into some of the bigger fish, like, you know, wild caught Oscars or um, wolf cichlids or dove eyes or, you know, something, you know, that's huge and you want to put it in like a 20 gallon long. In my opinion, though, with the experience I have, I've had a wild-caught Oscar, and it was actually, this is going to sound funny, but it actually had less problems than a tank raise. What do you think about that, Alex? Yeah, wild-caught Oscars are awesome. I like wild-caught Oscars, too. some reason to me, they were, it was just a lot easier. They never had any of the problems that the tank raise had or nothing. Yeah, yeah wild-caught Oscars seem to be a little bit more, more hardier than the tank race ones, in my opinion. Plus, they, they eat a little bit more than the tank race Oscars would. The problem with me is seeing a kid going to a fish store and buying Oscars, stick it in a 20-gallon tank, which, if it's a small one, like one to two inches, maybe two months at max, it can live in there. But that whole two months they have it, they don't do a water change, which is going to result a hole in the head. And the idiots that go out and buy goldfish and feed it to their fish that's another thing that pisses me off because that's going to cause hole in the head. And then you can treat hole in the head, but it pisses me off because it's really hard to treat. And you have all these idiots with Oscars that have hole in the head posting them on Craigslist thinking people are going to take them. It just, uh, it just yeah. gets me going seeing that shit. Sorry for my language, Alex. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I agree Sorry. with that. I, I, I see that all the time on Craigslist and it makes me really mad. If you can't take care of a fish, 
if you don't have time that to you do don't water get it. changes, if you don't have time to do water changes, it just and don't even get an aquarium. And another thing yeah. that gets me going is the stupid idiots that put goldfish in bowls and betas and vase, flower vases. And, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. just going to shut up now because this is getting me going. Have you seen that <laughs> thing called My Fun Fish Tank? No. But I oh, seen my gosh. It, I showed out. on just, TV. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, are you talking about the one <laughs> that cleans itself? That cleans itself, and it's like a like point five gallon freaking beta killing trap. Yeah, but the, I showed Alex something yesterday, or the, maybe a week ago, and I sent him a picture yesterday of something else. There's this thing in another country. I'm not sure what country, but they have little tiny keychains with live fish, turtles, and animals in them. Really? What's your thoughts on that, Alex? And what's your thoughts on the? Valentine's Day parrot cichlid and the tattoo parrot cichlid. Well, I, I think that a lot of that stuff is from Asia because Asia is all about profit, and uh, we all know that. So um, a lot of the things in the hobby is based on profit and people making money on some of these things. So people in Asia think they can dye fish for a certain holiday. Like, for example, you saw those heart-shaped balloon parrots. You saw those heart-shaped grammies and even heart-shaped tinfoil barbs. And then you saw those fish that are uh, tied in little tiny bags and attached to a keychain, like little red-ear slider turtles and uh, even bettas and things like that. I definitely don't support that. It's all about profit. It's all about fish stores getting money. And it's all about the Asian wholesale markets making money off of that kind of stuff. So I definitely don't support it at all. And us fish hobbyists should uh, really avoid buying anything of that nature because the more we buy fish that are tattooed or dyed or the more we support the hybrids in the hobby, they're going to keep making them because they keep making money off of them. So that's my take on it. And I have a tip for the beginners that I deal with. I dealt with when I first started not trying to talk crap about anybody or anything, but when you go do research in forums, check four or five different forums before you make your decision because there's, not trying to be rude or nothing, but there's a lot of bullshitters in this hobby. Yes, there is. I've got to say, it's the best thing you ever said, Jeff. I agree 100% with you. There's a lot of people out there in this hobby that think they know it all, and they have a lot of ego in this hobby, and I definitely recommend going on several different forums and several different Facebook groups. Don't listen to just one person. Listen to everyone's opinions because that one person might not always be correct all the time, and they might just have a high ego. So just listen to everyone else and uh, look at several different options for research. So that was very well said. I definitely agree with you on that. Yes, and I agree as well. There's a lot of people out here that just try to get people into the hobby instead of telling them what they need to be successful. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. There's a good comic in the lobby here. (laughs) All right, so I think it's time for us to take our very first commercial break of the night, and this commercial break is being sponsored by Kari Sales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Ichaban Tropical Fish, North Texas Holy Rock, DMZ Aquatics, and the wonderful 
fish group on Facebook called Freshwater Fish Freaks. And also, during this commercial break, we're going to hear the song called Only Want to Be With You. And coming up next here on the Aquatic Wetline, we're going to continue our discussion with J.C. Fishman from YouTube on our eighth episode of um, Fish Keepers United right here on the Aquatic Wetline live on the East Network. And bear with me if I made any mistakes tonight. It's Monday, so I have to get used to the week. But we're back with more of Fish Keepers United live after this commercial break. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. It's your band, Tropical Fish. is proud to partner with the Aquatic Wetline online radio. Ichiban Tropical Fish brings to you exotic and rare tropical fish shipped straight to your door. Stingrays, noise, peacock bass, arowanas, and much more. If you are into rare and exotic fish, we have the fish just for you. For more information, check out our website, itchabantropical.com, and also check us out on Monster Fish Keepers, Itchabant Tropical Fish. North Texas Holy Rock, providing the world the finest holy rock, one rock at a time. Satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're looking for a small single piece or 200 pounds to set up your first MB Una tank, North Texas Holy Rock can provide you what you need. You will not find a company that offers the same level of customer service or an owner who truly enjoys setting up your tank as if it were his own. North Texas Holy Rock also offers all related aquarium supplies and accessories. Find us on the web at ntholyrock.com. That's N-T-H-O-L-E-Y-R-O-C-K dot com. 
North Texas Holy Rock. DMV Aquatics is a proud sponsor of the Aquatic Wetline online radio show. After the show, stop by DMVAquatics.com where we offer top-of-the-line crayfish at rock-bottom prices. We also provide information and tools to help you become a crayfish king. Enjoy the rest of the show. Freshwater fish lovers. Are you on Facebook right now? I bet you are. Come check out the wonderful group called Freshwater Fish Freaks, which has over 2,000 freshwater fish freaks. Whatever you see, community fish, monster fish, oddball fish, or even goldfish, all freshwater fish keepers are welcome. Open arms. You will not find another group with such wonderful freshwater bodies who share their love of the hunt. So type in that search bar on Facebook, Freshwater Fish Week, and click join to be part of this awesome Freshwater Fish Week on Facebook. So, Freshwater Fish Week, are you waiting for Come check us out.
Live to the Aquatic Wetline Radio Show, hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. What's swimming in the tank today? What tropical fish are we talking about today? Let's dive into the fish tank and find out. Feel free to call in at 347-989-8142 with any questions or comments about tropical fish or the topic for today. We'll see you right now here on the Aquatic Wetline. Enjoy the show. Live to the aquatic wet line. Don't be a scared little guppy and call in at 1-347-989-8142 for all your fish keeping needs. Welcome back live to the aquatic wet line. We're doing our Fish Keepers United series. We have JC Fishman with us today. So if you have any questions, call in at 1-347-989-8142. Again, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two, and join the fish chat. Awesome! Thank you very much, uh, Jeff, for bringing us back. And that's right, fish keepers. If you have any live questions, go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now, JC, if there was one fish you want to own but you can't, what would it be? In other words, what is one, one dream fish that you want to own? I want to have the, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. I want a Dadanoid. Oh, nice. I had the the honor and privilege of owning several Dadanoids. Dadanoids are uh, awesome predatory fish. Yes, they are. They're like a nice nice perch. I like those Dadanoids. Yes, they are really nice. So, Jeff, you have you have any questions you'd like to ask? Yes. Yeah, so, why do you like jewel cichlids so much? The color. They they have the color of saltwater fish, but the pain of freshwater fish. You could have went with like a waru or a salvini. Have you seen the colors on them? Yes, or, sorry, not Walrus, sorry. Rocky Hill Severums. The Rocky Severums? Yeah, Rocky Hill Severums. I've never seen those. Alex can explain a little bit about them to you. 
Yeah, Rocky Hill Severums are an awesome uh, Severum. They're basically like a green Severum, but instead of them being typically dark green, they're going to have green coloration, and they have a nice red stripe right across their forehead, and they're a very nice Severum. they got nice dark green, some dark red, and some blue spots on their body. So I think you probably would like a Rocky Hill Severum, and um, there's also a super red Severum that I had that was pretty awesome as well. Super Red Severums are full of color, so I definitely agree with Jeff that the Rocky Hill Severum is a liquid that has plenty of color. I think yeah, I'd have definitely to go, sound nice. I'd have to go, my favorite two co- most colorful freshwater fish are going to have to be the Umbi or the Salvini, because I just like that yellow. Umbi are really nice. Yeah, the female Salvinis are awesome looking, especially with that nice orange belly and that dark yellow color. I love the female Salvinis. So what foods do you feed your fish? You talking to me? Yeah. Um, I do New Life Spectrum, uh, Porsicari, San Francisco Bay Frozen Foods. I do... um, Soon to be doing ST International Foods, um, as well as uh, Cobalt Aquatics, uh, Omega One, Tetra, a little bit of everything, because you know mixed variety is the best. Yeah. So let's talk about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I believe if you mix up your foods, that your fish will be more happy because it won't be eating the same thing all the time. So let's talk about a couple of the fish aquarium myths. So what's your thoughts on people saying that carbon is absolutely necessary in the aquarium? Um, I don't think carbon is absolutely necessary, to be honest. I think carbon is a choice. Yes, it does clear up your water, but... If you do regularly dose your tank like me, then you're not you're not going to want carbon in the tank because all that's going to do is hold in all those chemicals and then release them later on when the carbon gets bad. Yeah, the the myth that I hate the most, and I think Alex will agree with me on this one, is go out and buy go out and buy a pleco to keep your tank clean. Yeah. Um, that's not a great idea because when you think about it, Placos get three feet in size. And when you have a 10-gallon little tank, you don't want a, a three-foot Placo in there. That just doesn't make any sense. Not only that, you're going to stop them from growing and you're eventually going to kill them. Yeah, I agree with you there. And the next myth is going to be good for the beginners to hear about. I'm going to give a little tip that I think. The myth is that two, three, and five-gallon tanks are great for beginners. No, I would. if you're a beginner, I would try to get the biggest tank you can. I'd go with at least a 55, but if you get a 55, you might as well just get a 75. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier to maintain and take care of. And that, that's something Alex told me when I first got in the hobby. When you have a five-gallon tank, if something goes wrong, it goes wrong quick.
Yes, that's very true. And I usually recommend beginners to get a 55-gallon or, like Jeff said, a 75-gallon. I think a 75-gallon is the perfect beginner tank for a beginner because, let's face it, a lot of people that are interested in the hobby, the first thing you're going to see is an Oscar cichlid, most of them anyways, and they're going to become attracted to Oscars, or they're going to see a whole bunch of tetras and community fish. And in a 75-gallon, you have a lot of room for a lot of community fish, and I definitely can't concur and agree with Chef that a 75-gallon is the perfect beginner tank. Now, like I said, and like Jeff has pointed out, smaller tanks, things are going to go bad fast because they have a smaller volume of water. But in a larger tank, like a 55-gallon and a 75-gallon, your water is not going to go bad for at least a week or so. But in a smaller tank where you don't do water changes, your water can go bad from hours on. And in a larger tank, if you stop doing water changes, it'll probably take a day or weeks before you start getting a smell. But I noticed in a smaller tank, it's not usually that slow. It's instantly that it smells bad. So I'm saying a bigger tank is the best way to go for beginners. But obviously, we still need to do plenty of water changes and maintenance on a big tank as you would on a smaller tank. So great uh, great uh, topic there, Jeff. And I'd like to get JC's thoughts on this one. Another myth that I hate is fish don't live that long. Now, people need to understand that some cichlids, like let's say Oscar, for instance, live 10-plus years. And I've heard of Frontosa living up to like 25 years, and some catfish can live 10-plus years. And people don't understand that when they get a fish like that, they need to make sure that they can take care of it for his whole life. Because there's nothing I hate more than seeing people buy a fish, and then two years down the road, the fish is attached to them, got used to them, has to get rid of them because they thought it wasn't going to live that long. Yeah, I I don't like that. If you think you're going to have a fish, just think about it. If they say that they live for five years, expect it to live for ten, you know, because you never know. If you, keep, if you take good care of your fish, there's no reason why they shouldn't last longer than their life expectancy. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Alex? Oh, I definitely agree with you guys. I think uh, people really need to research fish before they enter into the aquarium hobby. Like I say all the time here on the Aquatic and I know I sound like a broken record sometimes, but research is very important in this aquarium hobby. So if you really are considering entering the aquarium hobby, it is for your benefit to do some research. Research the type of fish you want to keep. And research how big they're going to get and how long they might live. And always, always make sure you have a proper aquarium size and do your proper aquarium maintenance, and you should be good to go. But first, before you even enter the aquarium hobby and before you even buy your first aquarium, make sure you do research. I agree with you. Research. Research, 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 research. Get that planted into your head. Top of that research implanted in your head, you need to get a regular maintenance schedule in your head where you're doing something all the time on your fish tanks. I do two 50% water changes a week. Yeah, that's great. I do, um, I try to do 25% every day. And if I can't do that, then I do a 75% water change every week. What's your schedule, Alex? Uh, 
Well, you know, I'm very addicted to water changes. I know a lot of people think they're a chore. Some fish keepers don't like doing water changes, but to me, I think it's kind of fun. I love doing water changes. So for me, I do water changes at least four times a week, maybe like every other day. I love doing them, and it's it's good because I notice my fish seem to be growing a lot faster when I do a lot of water changes. For example, my one tiger Oscar right now that I got at Peco at two inches is now about six inches because I did a lot of water changes, and I had him since January. So he's almost a foot long now. He's halfway there. Uh, but I definitely uh, love doing water changes. Like I said, I do at least four a week, and they're definitely something fun. Now, in my opinion, there is nothing wrong with doing a lot of water changes. Matter of fact, you can do 100% water change if you wanted to. Just make sure that the water you're replacing the old water with is at the same temperature and the same levels as the water you removed, and make sure you add some uh, water clarifier or whatever you call those chemicals into your tank. Um, I know I have a whole bunch of them, and I can't even pronounce the name right, but uh, just add some of the uh, chlorine removers to your fresh water that you add to your aquarium. But like I said, there is nothing wrong with doing a lot of water changes as long as you're adding fresh, clean water to your tank that has the same or about the same temperature in your tank because one few degrees less, your fish are going to shock. So make sure it's around the same temperature. Awesome. That was great. So, JC, I know you had an accident late a while back. You lost a lot of your fish. Now, what fish did you lose and how did it happen? Um, I still, to this day, have no clue how it happened. Um, all I know is I had moved all my fish to another tank to uh, paint the back of my current tank. And uh, when I had put them back in, you know, I, obviously I drip acclimated them. And then I, you know, I did everything I was supposed to. And then um, they just all started dying off. And I managed to save a couple fish. And I... I don't know. I screwed up, basically, and I have no problem admitting it. So what fish did you I, lose? Oh, everything from angels to goldfish to um, basically all my, my fish that were in my 125 currently. Yeah, that's uh, I've never had that really happen that bad. But Alex had some real nice show fish, trophy fish one time. Would you like to explain what happened, Alex? Yes, uh, that was. I believe you're talking about my winter, my winter uh, power outage, right? Yeah, with your Jardini oh. and everything. Yep. So uh, this was actually four years ago in the winter of 2011. Uh, we had a huge snowstorm down here, and we lost power for about a week and a half. And I had a hundred. I had a 75 gallon aquarium, I believe it was, and then I had. A Jardini Irawan in there had some semi-prochilotus, also known as flagtail prochilotus. I had a black bar silver dollar school, which was the Mylia Strumbaki, and I had some uh, wild Peruvian scalar angelfish in there. And I lost power for a week and a half, and everything died. I did my best to try and save them, but uh, at the time I did not know uh, that you could use battery-operated air pumps so that's how I lost them. I didn't have oxygen in the aquarium like I should have. 
Um, and my fish story was out of power, so they couldn't take him in at the time. So it really was a huge loss of mine. But four years forward, that is the only major loss I have ever suffered in the aquarium hobby, other than me being a dumbass that I am and buying a used 125-gallon aquarium on Craigslist, believing the seller that it was going to hold water, and the fact is it never was going to hold water, and when I filled it with water, it leaked and it cracked, the glass cracked, and it was just a waste of money on my end. So those two are the only tragedies I have had in the aquarium hobby, and now I am a much better, smarter hobbyist, and I know with a tank at least six feet, your best option is to buy brand new. That way you don't run into that leaking issue. Yes, definitely. That calls dollar per gallon sale. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I support my local fish store because they are, they are nice enough to support my show and sponsor the Aquatic Wetline, so I figured I'd buy from them. Well, I agree with you. The mom and pop stores are the best. Yeah, I love School of Fish. They're an awesome fish store. So, JC, yes, would you ever see... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Because they definitely look like an awesome fish store. Now you can go ahead. So, do you? would you ever see yourself keeping, like, a leopard, leopard bush fish, a spotted climbing perch, or anything like that? Um, Somewhere down the line, after I do some research on them, yeah. I know they're hard to find good size where I'm at. I'm not sure about where Alex's at. He has really nice fish stores, so he might be able to get some that's pretty big. Yeah, he might Yeah, be. probably could. I know. It'd be a harbor in the lake, though, probably. Probably. <laughs> so I'll pass the but torch hey, over to Alex. you get Alex. what you pay for. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Now, uh, any of our live listeners, again, if you have any questions for our guest tonight, J.C. Fishman, go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142. So I know you're kind of brand new to YouTube, uh, J.C. Fishman, but what are some of your favorite channels on YouTube as, as far as the fish keeping hobby goes? Um, I definitely love, um, you know, the bigger channels. I love KG Tropical. Um Obviously, the king of DIY. I love um, Dustin's fish tank. I love both yours and Flash channel. Um, and then I like, you know, um, Mike from Mass and uh, Aaron's Aquarium and Maurice's Aquarium. I like a lot of the, uh, seems like a lot of the people from other countries. Yeah, it's awesome. YouTube is a great place for a fish community, and there's a lot of uh, wonderful YouTube channels out there. So all of our listeners, if you're not on YouTube, I recommend going on YouTube and checking out some of these wonderful fish keepers on YouTube. And definitely uh, subscribe to J.C. Fishman on YouTube because he's got a pretty good channel as well. I think you got a wonderful channel, J.C. Thank you. I try, you know, with work and everything to try to – put out all this great content, it gets pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. I'm sure you guys so, would agree with me. Yeah. So, Alex, what's your favorite YouTube channel? Oh, that's a tough Besides one. I have so many favorites. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can pick one because 
some guy might say, hey, why don't you pick me as your favorite? And they might start a fist fight with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, I have a lot of favorite channels. I love them all very much, and it would be hard for me to pick my personal favorite. But there are, there are a couple that stand out. And uh, the first one would be uh, the king of DIY himself, Waru Joey. Now, I first started watching his videos when he was known as Waru Joey, so he may be known as something different now, but it's definitely the king of DIY. It's one of my personal favorites. I also like um, Dustin's Fish Tanks. He's pretty cool. He's got a great channel. Um, I also like Slash Master 1989 or Slash Aquariums. You've got a pretty good channel yourself. Psychedelic Babe has a awesome channel from the United Kingdom. She's one of our international uh, fish keepers that has a channel on YouTube. And then we've got Dakota Discus, who's pretty good on YouTube. Let's see, who else out there do I like? Oh, i got to give some uh, love to my fellow Massachusetts man. Mass Aquariums has a great YouTube channel. Now he's got saltwater, now he's got planted aquariums and African cichlids. And uh, there's one more channel that I like. I can't really remember the name of it, but I watch every single one of his videos every day. I'm trying to remember what the name is. Um, shoot. Oh, uh, Forest Cichlids. I like him on YouTube as well. He's got some wonderful uh, cichlid videos out oh, there. You guys know I'm a big monster guy, so uh, Forest Cichlids has an awesome <laughs> channel. That's awesome. You got some great channels you own. You're talking Thank about you. uh, Cichlid Man 09 or Fish Room? Yep. Cichlid Man 09. Oh. He's got a wonderful channel. Now, I'd have, to, I'd have to go with Aquatic Wetline, JC Fishman, Psychedelic Babe, Jeff B., Nor Asman, Muhammad, Mark Mbuna Marcus, Cichlids and More, The Angry Fishman, Dakota Discus, Hannah Pro. I like a lot of channels. I like EDP. That guy's funny. I like yeah, the like angry grandpa. <laughs> nice. I like my sugar nuggets. He's pretty cool. I know you don't like. Don't him, even yeah. start me on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if I got up with the guest on the East Network and I had you co-host? Oh, I don't know. Man, this has been a great show. We got the funniest comic in the in the chat lobby I've ever seen. Yeah, we we've got our wonderful uh, comedian in our chat room, which is awesome. There is uh, one YouTube channel I did forget to mention, and this is someone that is uh, very popular in the aquarium hobby, and I actually respect him as a fish keeper. I like the fish that he keeps. That is actually uh, DWS Darius. Yes. He's gone away for a little bit, but you can't forget about him. Yeah, he's awesome. I'd love to get him on the aquatic wetline sometime. Yeah, I really he's like actually it. one of my first subscribers. I really like the Angry Fish Man. Roses are red, violets are blue. Ick. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, re- I'm reading the comment in the chat room, and I'm laughing my ass off. Oh, I know. I can't believe you. <laughs> I had with the Pillsbury Doughboy. We call it pigs in a blanket at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> So, Alex, you got any questions for JC, the fish man? Let's see if I have any uh, any more. Let's see. 
I got a so, question. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Where do you see your business in five years? What do I see my fish keeping hobby in five years? I see um, running my own little pet shop out of my garage. Awesome. Sorry for cutting you off, Oscar Alex. No problem, sir. So uh, this is just going to be a funny one because I know you're not good at scientific names, GC, but what is a Miley <laughs> Shumbaki? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Black bar silver dollar. I had to do that to you. <laughs> you guys always get me with the L7s and the L9s and all these other things. I'm like, yo, what are you guys talking about? Speak English. <laughs> yeah, you'll eventually get yeah. a hold of them. Like, I butcher the name so bad. It's not even funny. I, you know what? I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start learning scientific names thanks to you guys because I can never understand what you guys are talking about. So, JC, what's yeah, an astronautus? What's an astronautus oscillator? I have no clue. Do you know Alex? Yep, that is the uh, Oscar cichlid, my personal favorite fish in the hobby. So, Alex, how do you practice the scientific names? Uh, actually, I I just spent hours researching, and I and I I take like a few minutes saying the word, and if I can't get it right myself, what I do is I use my uh, recording system for my commercials, and I copy and paste the scientific name there, and they and they actually will uh, pronounce it for me, and I'll sit there and I'll practice into the microphone saying it until I get it right. So that's how I do it. And I was I was at uh, JC's uh, point of view once. I was never able to say these scientific things before or even understand what they were. But luckily now that I'm a host of a fish-keeping show, I'm able to understand some of these scientific names. I have one more quiz question for JC. What's a hemichromis? A hemichromis? You got me there again. I... <laughs> Come on, you're a pro. I'm not a pro. I'm just there, it's a, an average it's a, fish keeper. It's a jewel sickly. <laughs> it's a jewel sickly. See, I might be a pro, but that doesn't mean I know the scientific name. I'm not I know, I, here. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you guys kill me it's with this stuff all the time. Like let's quiz JC and see how dumb he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. So how do you, how do you cycle aquariums? How do you cycle your aquarium? My aquarium? I let them run for about three months with no light and um, do daily water changes and let the ammonia cycle. Sometimes if I'm looking to start it up in like a month, I do pure ammonia, and then I will uh, let the filter remove it and go from there. I do mine for about a week and a half. I I do Alex's way. I always have an extra filter on one of my established tanks, so I always have some like ceramic biological media that is seated and ready to go. Yeah, I do that as well. Except I just still I still let them cycle for three months because I believe that's the best way to do it. Yeah, well, I'm not the kind of person that can sit there and look at an empty tank for three months, and I think Alex <laughs> will agree there. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I'm definitely going to cheat on uh, Thursday when I fill my 125 up. I'm going to use some uh, tank water from my brother's tank and then from the 20-gallon my fish are right now. And I'll probably buy the rest uh, from the fish. They actually sell tank water, I believe. So my tank will have seeded bacteria water that I can put fish in. Plus, I'll be using Prime, too. <laughs> so I'm going to be cheating. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a patient man, so if I had to sit through three months of a uh, cyclone aquarium, I'd probably lose my hair. It'd be hard to have gray hair. That's why I... <laughs> oh, man, this guy's funny. This guy's funny in the lobby. Sorry, Al, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I had to laugh. <laughs> he says, when I went fishing, I did not use a pole. I fished with dynamite. Boom, there was plenty to eat. It was already cooked, too. <laughs> I'll pass the torch back over to Alex. I know he's got a lot more questions. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, JC, where do you order your fish online from? I know you. I know you actually had a YouTube video where you're ordering some fish online that you had shipped to you. Um, those fish were ordered from um, Rainforest uh, Tropical Farms. Uh, I think it's Rainforest Farms International on the internet. RFI Tropical. Um, I don't. Uh, suggest them at all. The company sent me my jewels. That's about all the only thing that arrived alive. Um, the rest of them, they were packaged very poorly. And uh, if you can tell in that video, they were very well uh, insulated, but the packaging job was very poor. Yes, yeah, no, I'm my... sorry to hear that, especially with shipping being so high. Yeah, I, me spending $50 on shipping to get dead fish. I mean, what did I pay for? <laughs> I wish I could order outright, but my fish store orders from Seagrass Farms, and I really think they have quality fish. Yeah, you want to know what's funny? Seagrass Farms is like a hip, a hip and a run, jump and a skip away from my front door here in uh, Tampa. They're stationed nice. in Tampa, Florida. I actually go by their fish farm every day when I go to work. That's cool. <laughs> Did you ever know that? Yeah, Alex? I actually ordered my uh, my pleckles from uh, Freshwater Exotics, which is actually a, a wholesaler on Facebook. It's a great uh, pleco place. So if any of my listeners are looking for some fancy acostumus or wild-caught angel fish, which is uh, Ultimate Angels or Geophagus, check out Freshwater Exotics. They have uh, wild-caught L-number fancy pleckles and things of that nature. They're on Monster Fish Keepers, Freshwater Exotics, and they're on Facebook, Freshwater Exotics as well. I just figured I'd give a nice little plug for them. So, JC, what's your thoughts on, I hope I say it right, the Aeroprima Giga? Is that right, Alex? I'm a Fumagigas. Yeah. Uh, first, I would need the uh, common name. I think that is the common name. Yes, the Armor Puma, the monster, biggest fish in the Amazon. I have no clue about that fish, to be honest. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Alex? <laughs> oh. oh, come on. You don't know that fish? That's like one of the easiest freshwater fish, I guess. I'm just busting you. I actually uh, I actually <laughs> don't think the Armor Puma belongs in the aquarium hobby. Um, because this is the largest fish in the Amazon River. And this thing can grow anywhere from four feet to eight feet in length, sometimes even bigger than that. I know they can probably get anywhere from 12 feet as well. So that's a really huge fish, and who's going to be able to house one of those 
in an aquarium. I don't even think aquariums should be having these things like the uh, public aquariums. They should not have those things because they just get so big. They belong in the Amazon River where they are natural. Now, I know they have been bred in Thailand, and uh, there are good food fish down there, but I think they just belong in South America and the Amazon. <laughs> Us fish keepers don't need them in the aquarium hobby. I really don't see a reason why fish keepers want to keep an armor puma. There's nothing cool about keeping a potentially 12-foot fish in a 6-foot aquarium, so I definitely feel that armor pumas don't belong in the aquarium hobby. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually feel they don't even belong in the farming uh, the farming aspect of the hobby either, or for food. Oh, God, sorry. <sighs> it's okay. <laughs> what are the comments in the... Uh... Yeah, there's another, there's another funny comment in there. Should I read it? I don't know. I would. Yeah. Okay, it says, uh, what do you call two whites and a black? Cops. What do you call four blacks and two whites? A home invasion. (laughs) 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 That's pretty funny. We've got some some awesome comedy going on tonight. So, J.C. Fisherman, would you like to explain to the listeners what's the process and how to box and ship fish from your home? Yeah. Um, I bag them up like, you know, you went from a normal fish store. But then I put in this product called Methylene Blue by, um, I think it's, let me try to find this thing, Amquil, the company. And then basically what that Methylene Blue does is it'll slow your fish's um the organs down, it'll slow down their breathing so that they will use less of the oxygen in the bag so they can travel a farther distance and still be alive when they get to their destination. And then I will double bag, sometimes triple bag or quadruple bag the fish, depending on what kind of fish it is and if they're known to break bags. And then from there, you will place them in a shipping container with, you know, two to three heat packs. Um, and then put in your shipping material, being newspaper or styrofoam or bubble wrap. I like to individually wrap every fish in newspapers to give them that comfort, and it makes them, you know, sometimes less active. And then, you know, just put live fish stickers on the side of the boxes and just ship it out. And I've never had a dead fish arrive to any of my customers, so I'm going to continue to use that, that method. That's awesome, and I have a question on Twitter from FishKeepingMonsters6656. It says, I checked out J.C. Fishman's channel. When are we going to see the 500? You'll see the 500 when I have it up and running. Awesome, because I was just about to ask that, so thank you to that guy on Twitter. Definitely, once it, once it is up and running and once... um. The other my um my house is finally um together and it doesn't look like a, a freaking tornado came through. Um I'll definitely show you guys all my fish tanks. So I'm not embarrassed to show you my house. <laughs> and we also have a question from Pleco Keeper Fish Fanatic. 
for Alex it says, I have three Oscars and a 30-gallon. What do you think? Well, I uh, I don't really know what to say to that. I don't know if you're growing out those Oscars in there or if you're keeping them for for life, but I, I guess I could say you should probably upgrade those Oscars to at least a 125-gallon aquarium, but I think it's cool that you have Oscars. That's awesome, but I definitely would uh, consider upgrading to a 125-gallon aquarium if you could. You know what I think? I think this guy's a troll, and he's just trying to get us going. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you have to try harder than that. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Alex, read the last comment in chat. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. With you got down in a blonde on a football field, one tight end and a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get back to the fish chat. I'll pass it back to you, Al. Okay, so I have one final question for today's show, and that is uh, where can people find your channel? Your channel. I'm sorry? Oh, I'm sorry, my, my cut microphone out. cut off for a second. I'm sorry, my microphone cut off for a second. I said, uh, where can people find you on YouTube? What's the name of your channel on YouTube? It is just J.C. Fishman, and basically that's what I go by. My name is Jeff, too, so it's Jeff and Jeff with Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Awesome. uh, So, uh, go ahead. That's that's basically it. You know, J.C. Fishman. That's the name of my uh, website. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us us about your website. It's... JeffCastFish.Wix.com slash JC Fishman. Awesome. So, uh, Jeff T., you have any final questions for us? Yeah, let's hurry up and get that house done because I want to see all these tanks. <laughs> the house is done. I bought a finished house. It's just um, the process of moving all my stuff, all these fish tanks, everything from storage. It is quite the process. <laughs> Quite the pain in the butt. I want to see those breeding pair of Jack Dempsey's. I'm dying to see those. Yeah. The the male is <laughs> is uh about a nine inches long. <laughs> awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> what do you call two lesbians in a closet? Comments, a huh? liquor cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> We got an awesome guy in our chat room. I gotta say, uh, Bubba from the back, which you're pretty awesome. That's your jokes. <laughs> yeah, we got a got it liquor cabinet. <laughs> Man, we gotta get this guy on for 15 minutes on Saturday night main event. Yeah, it's good. that would be a uh, pretty for awesome. what? <laughs> for uh, asshole of the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll be he'll be our guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think I'm going to take my uh, last commercial break of the evening, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up this wonderful show. This commercial break is being sponsored by our non-fishkeeping friends, Cheesecakes by Design, offering you the best cheesecake you ever had online, shipped straight to your door, Jambox, the Sightman Cancer Center, and all of our other wonderful sponsors that we have. And then we're going to hear one more song called Free Falling. And when we come back, I have a couple of announcements I'm going to make, and then we're going to wrap up this exciting show. So stick around, folks. 
Are you looking for something creamy, moist, and decadent in your life? Do you have a sweet tooth? Well, cheesecakes are the answer for you. Cheesecake by Design offers you a wide variety of cheesecakes and some wonderful flavors. At Cheesecake by Design, you will find a flavor just for you, whatever it be. A red velvet cheesecake, a strawberry cheesecake, or a cookies and cream cheesecake. We have tons of flavors to fit your needs. We ship fresh cheesecakes all over the United States straight to your door. So next time you're hosting a party, a family get-together, or a cookout, and you need dessert, order a delicious, moist, creamy cheesecake from Cheesecake by Design. Our cheesecakes are always homemade and made with the freshest possible ingredients. Check out our website and call 336-525-5120 with any questions or to place an order. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. The Seidman Cancer Center is committed to improving the health of our community and has developed a program called Eight Ways to Prevent Cancer. By making these eight simple lifestyle changes, you can help reduce your risk of getting cancer, maintain a healthy weight, exercise regularly, eat a healthy diet, don't smoke, drink alcohol in moderation, protect yourself from the sun and STDs, and get regular screening tests. Take control of your health. Visit the Seidman Cancer Center exhibit for more information. Seidman Cancer Center, national leaders in cancer. Here at Kimsell Federal Credit Union, we offer a free mobile banking app, no ATM fees, free online banking, and free bill pay, all for your convenience. Visit us online at www.kimsell.org. That's www.chemcel.org. Visit our local branch at 1901 South Highway 77 in Kingsville, Texas, or call us at 361-592-7767. Kimsell Federal Credit Union, we're here for you. Member NCUA. Discover Romanian business opportunities. Our TV show offers free information about domestic entrepreneurial environment, interviews, and more. Don't miss it. Do you enjoy listening to Ace Network? Do you want to know more about Ace Network? Then join our Facebook group called Ace Network Fan Group. In this group, you can post your thoughts on today's show. You can post your thoughts on anything aquarium-related, cooking-related, sports, WWE-related, anything PG-13. So the next time you're on Facebook, search for the Ace Network Fan Group. Click Join. You can also friend Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at AlexCardinelli1. And don't forget, our show page is blogtalk.com forward slash Alex Card Network. And please enjoy our shows.
here live on the Aquatic Wetline with uh, Jeff T. Slash Punter1989 as my co-host, myself, and our wonderful guest, J.C. Fishman. This has been a phenomenal show. I had so much fun. And I hope you, the listeners, had fun as well. So, uh, J.C., thank you very much for being here tonight. No problem. We had a blast. I hope you had fun, too. Yeah, so everybody yeah, I hope be to come on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, so everybody be sure to go check out J.C. Fishman on YouTube at J.C. Fishman. He has some great videos, and I promise you'll love his channel. I appreciate it. Definitely agree with you on that. So before we go, i got a couple of announcements that I would like to make. Now, uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're returning to our regular scheduled airtime. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be doing another Aquatic Wetline show. Tomorrow I'm going to be debuting a new series called Fishy Talk, where I'll be doing a fish-keeping-style talk show, which means no script, just me and Jeff. Flash Pastor 1989 Talking Fish. And uh, some of the things I want to talk about tomorrow include my brand new 125s that I'm getting and why I like 125s and things of that nature. So make sure you join us for our very first fish keeping talk show tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Aquatic Wetline. And I'm looking for a couple of guests for the Aquatic Wetline. So if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in being a guest on the Aquatic Wetline, Please make sure to email me at aquaticwetlineoutlook.com or contact me on Facebook, Alice Cardinelli, or email me again at aquaticwetlineoutlook.com. Well, JC, thank you very much for being a wonderful guest tonight. Thank you for having me, and I hope to uh, be on in the future. Yeah, we can have you on again. This This has been very fun, so you did a great job. And to my best friend, Jeff, thank you for being a great co-host again. You did a great job at living. Oh, thank you. I always enjoy being on the show and can't wait for our show tomorrow. I'm not sure if we're still doing the one show, but whatever is going to be good with me. Yeah, we're gonna do the we're gonna do the fish uh, the fish talk show instead of the the wrestling show because I haven't been watching wrestling lately. So I'll just do the fish show. We can have a nice talk show tomorrow. Okay, no problem. So, uh, Fish Keepers, you're in for a special treat tomorrow because for the first time ever, I'm going to do a nice live fish keeping talk show unscripted. So, it's going to be fun tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. So, with that being said, Fish Keepers, have a great rest of your Monday. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Today's episode was brought to you by Hakari Sales USA, providing you with the quality fish food your fish needs, like goldfish, plecos, oscars, and cichlids. Hakari's got the perfect food for you. This, this show is also sponsored by School of Fish, Inc., for all of our Western Mass fish keepers. And now the Aquatic Wetline is being brought to you by ST International, who has awesome products for your aquarium needs. So that's going to do it for us tonight. I'm Aqua Alex Cardinelli, a.k.a. Oscar, Cardin- Oscar Alex Cardinelli. Then we've got Slashmaster1989 Jeff as our co-host. Then we had J.C. Fishman as our guest. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline here on Ace Network. Oscar Alex and his tank mates at the Aquatic Wetline hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget the Aquatic Wetline airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Standard Time, and every other Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, exclusively here on the Ace Network. Fish Keepers, if you enjoyed the show, please copy and paste the URL to your Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. Tank on, Fish Keepers, and Oscar Alex and the Aquatic Wetline swim away. The Aquatic Wetline is off the air. Good night, everybody. Today's podcast belongs to the Ace Network, Alex Cardinelli Entertainment Network. It may not be reused, redistributed without permission from Alex Cardinelli himself. This podcast was recorded live from the Springfield, Massachusetts studio and Ace Network.